What's up? This is a Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. I'm your host, Sean Dustin. This is episode seven. Yes, seven. Jeez, seven weeks now. Anyways, today's episode, I talked to my friend Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie's from the gym I work out at. So we get into a lot of different stuff from, you know, where she lives to, you know, all kinds of different stuff about monogamy, open relationships, uh, Discovery Bay, uh, the rave culture, you know, stuff we have a uh, common interest in. Anyways, if you're a musician and you want to get your music heard, shoot me an email at nowhere to go, but up now at gmail.com. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, let me give you a little bit of breakdown on how this show works. So nowhere to go, but up means exactly what it says. Uh, this week is a little bit of the lighter side of what I do when I, you know, I deal with interest, people that interest me, uh, other individuals that I've met um, that have an interesting story outside of bottoms in their lives, struggles, stuff like that. In between episodes, there will be some of the uh, the more serious stuff like addiction, weight loss, you know, all that stuff that people struggle with and and try to get through and I bring you those stories I think it's if I were to do that every week it might be a little bit depressing so I decided to lighten it up a little bit with uh, episodes in between to kind of break it up a little so without further ado let's get to the episode and introduce my friend Stephanie All right, welcome to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. I'm your host, Sean Dustin. And like I said in one of the last episodes, I don't know if it was three or four, but my friend Stephanie was going to come and hang out and give this a whirl, and she's here. What's up, guys? How's it going, Stephanie? I'm going good. It's a Saturday. Sun's out. I'm happy. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, Stephanie is from the gym that I, I work out at, and we met probably about a year ago. Probably about, yeah. Or maybe a little bit more. I, I know we had met briefly and then you disappeared for... So I have no excuse. I got a dog. And so <laughs> I worked and I went home to take care of my pup. But now she's an adult. She's good. So I need to get my ass back in the gym. Yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, dude, I, I don't enjoy the gym at all. I enjoy the benefits of it and I enjoy, you know, the, the body that comes from the hard work. But oh, I don't like I don't like the path that it takes to get there. Oh, yeah. I trained for a half marathon. It was horrible. But you know what? <laughs> I felt good after. <laughs> okay. So part of part of what I, I, I'm trying to do is the, you know, I, I know I put it out there as a dating part of, of the podcast, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like I explained earlier. It's kind of, it's not really dating per se. It's just kind of, it's sort of what I'm doing in my life at the moment. And it happened yeah. to be online dating. And, you know, that's a... That's a mess Sounds in itself. Horrible. Yeah, it sucks. It's, <laughs> you know, there's nothing. There's nothing like that takes motivation. Oh, well, I mean, it's entertaining. If you don't have anything better to do and you it want to kill is, half an hour, it is. Yeah, you can go look at some profiles and 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 see, you know, how people are trying to hide their hide their bullshit. Well, that part's fun. When you're swiping, it's fun. It's like shopping, and then once you meet up with people, it's a nightmare. But you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So you've you've been single for about how long now? Um, only about a month. 
actually. Wow. Yeah. Remember, I'm fresh out. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. I'm a freshie. But so, I mean, it was an only about an eight month relationship. So to be honest, um, I have like a pattern usually of doing like two years on, two years off, two years on, two years off. This isn't planned. It's just how it goes. So I definitely have plenty of experience of being single. Um, I'm actually pretty good at being single. I actually enjoy it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I just got out of an eight month relationship. So. And what have you been doing? You know, because you've been traveling and doing all kinds of stuff with too your girls much, and stuff. Too much. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it's a blessing and a curse. I have a lot of friends and a lot of activities. It costs a lot of money, and so I'm gone pretty much every weekend. So I can't really complain. But at the same time, that's why I haven't been to the gym. I was in Vegas and on boats, and yeah, life yeah. has been good. Yeah, that's that's cool. It I mean, has you, been good. You. uh you're pretty, I mean, how old are you? You're 30? I'm 30, yeah. Ugh, gross. No, why are you so gross? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, you know, we always have a vision of where we'd be at 30, and I think career-wise I'm good, but I definitely thought I'd probably start a family at this point. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So now I'm single again, which is fine, but, you know, just the 30, it just doesn't sound as good, you know? Well, what, what, what? <laughs> Uh, what uh, what spectrum of a millennial are you at? Because I don't know much about so millennials. So I was born 1988, so I think I'm kind of in the middle. In or the middle? maybe, uh, I'm not sure. We looked it up one time. I think I'm in the middle. Yeah. Okay. But you don't seem to to have a lot of, like you're you're a little bit more, you're different than a lot of the millennials that I've met. You know what I mean? Like you have oh, your I'm shit together. Different. Yeah. And you're not, like you don't. Pay attention to social media. Not you don't deal with any of I that stuff. I have four stuff. pictures on Instagram. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw your, uh, like, because your phone number's in my phone now. You yeah. know how Facebook will pop up on your, do you know these people? Yeah. And so I saw your Facebook uh, deal and I was like, God, she's doesn't even have, like, not updated the at all. The pictures that I have are only what people have tagged me in, pretty much. I went to Thailand. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty actually on the opposite end. I'm pretty horrible with my phone. Like people know I'm pretty bad at answering texts. I don't take pictures. I was in Thailand and I didn't take one picture. My friends took pictures and they sent them to me. I did not take one picture in Mexico. The only pictures I had again were the pictures that everybody else took. Like I definitely am. My friends make fun of me. They're like, you're worse than my grandma. Like, you're horrible. <laughs> I'm horrible with technology. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. Um, but I do the bare minimum. Yeah. 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 I I actually just posted something on Instagram for the first time in four years. I was pretty proud of myself. What? I know. Right? I'm going to have to go check it out. Well, I felt pretty old because like I went it. to EDC and every, this is, this is when I felt old. I went to EDC and I met all these people and everyone was like, how old are you? It's like, I'm 30. They're like, Oh wow. Wow. No, you look really good. I was like, you don't have to say that. And then they kept asking me, they're like, do you have an Instagram? And I was like, Oh my God, I am so old. Like I have four pictures on there. Like you only have four pictures. It's like I need to get it together. But yeah, all those youngsters—they're—they're they're all wanting to be Instagram stars. Right? They were saying how they wouldn't date someone without an iPhone. I mean, it's a whole other world. The millennials that I was hanging out with because they were all about twenty-five, twenty-seven. Okay. So definitely, they were in it. They're like, I would not date someone without an iPhone, and I have like a J three, like the cheapest yeah, Samsung yeah. you could possibly get because I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, man. I'm quite a weirdo. Yeah. It's so different. The world is, is getting so different. It is. But you know, adaptability is the key. You have to adapt to change. Yeah. Or else yeah. we're going to struggle for the rest of our lives because life is always changing. Yeah, it sure is. Um, I believe 
the face of relationships are changing. We we started to talk about that. Oh yeah, we wanted to hold that back. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I was like, oh no, I, I need, we need to put that on there because <laughs> it's an interesting subject. I it was really is very interesting, and it's yeah, it's very complicated. But go ahead. Yeah, I I, I put a I put it out there on on some of the the posts for uh, the groups that I'm in, and I said, hey, I want to talk to some poly folks and some some uh, some open relationship people, you know, hit me up. And, and you know, I, I got like maybe 10 or 15 responses out of that. Yeah. And so one guy was explaining it, you know, kind of, well, you know, open relationship. I think, what did he say? Sex, like open is sex. Poly is love. And so if you're in an, if you're in a, if you want to be in an open relationship, an open relationship basically is all you could just, you, it, it's more about having sex with other people and like, I don't, is it more casual or? Um, I think that sums up Discovery Bay. Oh yeah. Yeah. That place <laughs> is. But, um, yeah, I think open relationships, it, there's so many rules, so many different rules. I mean, I was about to throw someone under the bus, but yeah. A lot of times people think they want it. And then once it happens with the other person, they don't like it so much. I've had a lot of friends that were like, we're in an open relationship. And once their partner did it, they lost their shit. So, uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, no. Open for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all like the idea of freedom, but yeah. then we're all possessive a little bit too. So I don't know. It's definitely not for me, but some you have to have a lot of strength. You have to have a lot of internal strength and not have jealousy and insecurities. I mean, Jealousy is pretty easy to have. And if you're always comparing yourself to what somebody else has, I, I could find that being pretty complicated. Yeah. I The only thing I can liken it to is like a threesome. You know what I mean? I've I've participated in a few of those. And <laughs> you just quivered a little bit. I, well, <laughs> was I that mean, in a good way? No, 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 no. It wasn't oh, it was a good complicated. Way. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're, so if there's jealousy right yeah yeah if you're not paying attention like if you're giving the other person and like your your chick is is like getting you know what i mean if you're not splitting that that attention up it it could go bad quick you know and i could imagine i i would think it would have to be like two casual girls rather than like someone you're in i mean people have done it but that's the thing you always hear about couples fighting about it too yeah yeah so it seems like they like the idea of it, but the execution usually doesn't last for very long. From what I've seen, a lot of open relationships don't seem to make it. Yeah, in long, long term. And they're just they're semi open. And I I talked to somebody, um, and I guess they they would fit in a hybrid uh, situation, mm-hmm. which I guess is where one partner gets to go and and do what they want, and the other one doesn't is like just cool with it and. And she was she was the one that had to be cool with it, and it's like, yeah, I know he goes out and fucks other other chicks and whatever. And I, I was just that's I I couldn't do that. I, I you know if 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 I'm gonna get to do it, then I'm gonna expect that you're gonna do the same shit. I, that's just not fair. I don't. Again, I, I I'm having a hard time even relating to this because I I can't even see myself ever being in that situation. I don't know. I I do actually believe in monogamy and yeah, I yeah. would want a monogamous relationship. So I, I can't see jealousy not 
kicking in. Like, what the hell? I expect you to come home for dinner. We're going to walk the dog. We're going to have our life together. And you're out banging some chicks. Like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm probably um, not supposed to cuss. <laughs> no, you can cuss all you want. Okay. I'm picking out patterns and you're, and you're, you yeah, know. Yeah. What? I'm going to be cleaning the house and yeah. you're like, I'll be home at 12 and you're going to shower off all the nasty. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> Which again, I actually am impressed by people that can. I'm not putting them down. Like, I find that a very interesting lifestyle. And you have to be very, I think you have to be very strong, very confident. But I wonder if it still fucks with you. You know, as much as they could say it's fine, I wonder if internally they think it's okay because they want the freedom. But internally, I wonder if it still causes like anxiety and complications in their life. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it does. I, know? I, I was listening to an interview with a guy and he was saying that if you want to, what was the word? I'm going to fuck this up. I always fuck up sayings when somebody, oh yeah, I know a guy said something and I tell the story horribly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he said that, yeah, it was, you know, the hardest thing to do is when you know that they're with somebody else, enjoying somebody else, because you have to, you're open about it. It's like, you know, and his, and his partner, when he would go off, she would to kind of break that, and sort of make it seem like it's okay. Like they would go to a hotel room and they're, she knows that they're going to go meet and she just send a bottle of wine and a, like a little care package, whatever, just, Hey, have a good time. And oh. to kind of, you know what I mean? But he was like, ah, it's still, it, it didn't matter because I was thinking, God, well, what if his dick is bigger than mine? And what if he fucks better than I do? And you know, what if he's pleasing her in a way that I can't. So I actually forgot I have input on this. Oh my God. How interesting. So, I did online date about two years ago and I ended up dating this guy for way too long. I just really actually wasn't that into him, but everything on paper was perfect. Right. Yeah. You know, and you're like, he has a good job, good family, all that. And about like three months in, I actually thought he gave me the dream come true. Cause I was having internal struggles with like, do I love him? Do I want to be with him? Could I see myself with him? And he basically told me, he's like, if you want, He's like, you live in Discovery Bay. I live in San Jose. If you have people that you want to hook up with, he's like, go ahead. I don't mind. And I was like, you don't want me to do that. He's uh-huh. like, no, I do. He's like, you could tell me about it. It was actually his fetish. Okay. It was actually, so at first he was like letting me know I could be free. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I realized he was like, kept asking me like, when am I going to do it? Like, and wanted details about it. And I'm like, oh, this is like your thing. That's weird. Oh, it's a kink. It's a kink. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, you don't want me to do this because the thing about that is I can connect with a lot of different people and if I'm probably having sex with them it probably means I enjoy their company I'm not gonna I'm not the type of person would ever invite someone over to sleep with them and then kick them out of my bed in a second I probably actually enjoy their company and then we sleep together I'm like you don't want me to do this because then I'm gonna end up having forming a connection with someone else yeah and since my that's closer (laughs) yeah probably and since my brain does kind of work in a monogamy way I do like to focus on one person at a time so I was telling him, I was like, you don't want me to do this. Cause if I go down that path, I'm probably going to make a connection with somebody else. And then I'm going to naturally like weed you out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it was a weird kink. Yeah. I, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I broke I, it off a few months later, but I really tried. Yeah. Yeah. I know the, uh, and the guys that like to watch, watch their women oh get, get fucked. God, I have friends that have told me stories and I'm like, this is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's there's nothing about that. Like even when I've ha- I had you know a, a threesome with or or with a couple or no no it wasn't a threesome. What what's it with a couple called? Oh oh an orgy. 
Well, no, that's with a bunch of couples. Oh, well, I don't know. I, like, I don't, I don't know. Still more than one. Yeah. Two parties, I think, would be an orgy. Yeah, yeah maybe it would. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like six or more. Four would be an orgy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I forgot Whatever. what I was going to we'll say. Google it. Yeah, I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> what I was going to say about it, but it, it was, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I've been almost put in those situations because I'm way too fucking friendly and everybody thinks I'm down. And then I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, no, no, I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. It's Sorry. It's happened like two or three times where I was like, oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. I thought we were coming over to play pool. You guys want to fuck me. Oh, I get oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll that's... sleep in this bed. You guys are totally cool, though. You guys have a good time. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know. My friends are like, how do you keep getting in these situations? I'm like, damn it. That's because you're a hot chick that's cool. I think I'm just too damn friendly. Yeah. yeah like, you're, you're, and I am an open person generally. Like, I don't judge. I, I really don't give a shit what people do. You can do all the things. So yeah, I think yeah. people are like, yeah, she's down. Yeah. They get a few drinks at me and I'm like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> I'm down to sleep alone. Yeah, exactly. I'll play my pool. Yeah. We'll talk in the morning. We'll have breakfast. You can tell me how it went. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what we're, you know, back to talking about the, the relationship things. Um, yeah. I, I just, I feel like the younger generation, even younger than you, even when you talk about like, because I, I know this other girl that has teenagers in high school and she's like, dude, the girls are so aggressive now. Like they just go after whatever it is that they want. Like they're the ones that are, you know, uh, uh, chasing after the guys for sex and the type of sex that they're having these days is like, I mean, they're doing all kinds of shit uh, like the, the threesomes and, and all in you know. high school. Oh, yeah, because well, I mean, of course, I guess that could happen. Well, yeah. well, look at it. I mean, they were they learning sex from, anyways. I mean, they all have they all have access to Pornhub. I was just about to say it. Probably, I hate to bring it back to technology, but it probably has to do with technology. You could look things up and research, and yeah, you get okay. So, and for, again, podcasts. People are hearing about stuff. They're mm-hmm. like, let's try it out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no there's no uh, uh, parental controls on podcasts. You know, you can listen to an explicit one. You can listen to whatever you want. Yeah. And like when I was growing up, how I learned about sex, I never got the, I never got the, the sex talk. All right. My dad didn't, my, I mean, they were divorced when I was five and none of, they never told me about any of that shit. How I found out about sex was across the street. Neighbor had a fort and in that Uh-oh. fort, there were dirty magazine pieces and oh, pictures and typical shit story. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I learned about it. You know what I mean? And I, I saw what they did and then I would just, you know, like, that's just kind of how I, I knew. And you, you know, when you're a kid, you, you always have intuition anyways. Did yeah. you kind of, even when my parents told me, I think I asked at like age four, I was like, where do babies come from? Yeah. Yeah. And I knew it was naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already knew. And then my parents gave me way too many details. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that that's how I learned. And, you know, then you play doctor. Then you do all that stuff when right, you're a kid. Right. And, naughty kid. Yeah. Naughty, well, let's play house. Kid. I'll be the dad. Right. Right. Oh, my God. So funny. Yeah. So my friends won't admit it. But my friend Ashley and I were always super open about this. We're like, did you ever do this with your friends when you were younger? And our other friends are like, oh, my God, No. I'm like, I think that's normal when you're a kid to like, yeah. Yeah, all every kid too explores. Crazy, but yeah, uh, you know, you, every, <laughs> every kid does, and they and they will explore with with boys and with girls. That's how you kind of figure out, yeah. what, you know what I mean? And nobody just, dude, it's a it's a shameful thing that nobody wants to talk about, but everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. 
we're all built the same, <laughs> you know, except, except the only difference is environment. But I mean, we're wired the same. We have the same biological oh, functions, yeah. you know, it, it, we're designed and to I do the same shit. We were put on this earth to procreate. So I'm sure we get curious about it. Yeah. And, that, and that there's another, there's another thing too, that, that kind of about the whole monogamy thing. Like, yeah, I'm not saying I'm against it. I just, I've been in so many relationships that, that have failed and like I'm just trying to figure out like what the fuck is the problem? Is it just me or or do I just need to change the kind of relationship I'm in to to fit how I am? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe you need to talk to a therapist about that. Oh fuck. <laughs> I thought that's what this was. Because I have the same question. <laughs> that's the thing that sucks too, is don't you hate I feel like I keep trying things from one side of the spectrum to the other. I tend to do that overcorrect. Do yeah, you ever yeah. do that? Like you go from, for me, like the bad boy, the like kind of womanizer to like the super, super square. And then I kind of go from one side of the spectrum to the other and really overcorrect. So it's really hard to find what works because you find out what doesn't work. And then you're like, maybe I try the opposite of that. And you're like, well, that doesn't really work either. So yeah, it's really kind of a learning experience. You have to see how you feel of, of the thought of it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you were madly in love with a girl, would you be keen on the fact that she's fucking other men? I don't know. You might be keen on the fact that you have the freedom because, of course, that doesn't hurt you. But if you're madly in love with a woman and you're like, this is my wife and I love her, would you really want her to be out and about doing her thing? No, no. Probably not. No. And um, again, that's not everybody. Some people totally are. I just, it's, it's very challenging. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't know that that's like, I've, I've been in those situations. So for me, for me, it's like, I've already been through a lot of stuff. You know, I already, you know, selling drugs and, and all that stuff and, and hanging out with strippers and, and, and that whole lifestyle. Cause they both go together. Oh, of course. Um, you know, being a part of, of groups that, you know, I, we would go and hang out and I'd go back to a place and there'd be a fucking orgy happening right in front of me, you know, and it's, I've experienced a lot of different shit. Well, good for you. Well, not, 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 not like that. No, not, not, oh, that's not bad. But if anything, it's a learning experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's. I know what I'm missing. Yeah. So a lot of times in life, guys, girls too, you tend to, uh, or we tend to think we're missing out on something. So we will just do it because we don't want to miss out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't. Well, it's okay to experiment. Yeah. You know, and then you see how you feel. If your gut tells you you don't feel comfortable with that, or if it sparks something within you that seems to be exciting, then go for it. But you just have to follow how you feel. And yeah, there's some people that are super, super open, and that's that's great. Yeah, it's not I'm, for everybody. Yeah, I'm open with with who I am. Yeah, you know, I'm super open with who I am. I just, I don't, I don't like that. Maybe too much. Yeah, well, I just don't like like I don't like hiding. Like, there's things in my past that you would, you know what I mean, that people may want to know before they know me. But definitely nothing to be ashamed of. In no. fact, I've had a lot of things in my past as well but if anything i'm kind of proud of where i am now and what i experienced and yeah it's not always better just to play on the safe side too you have to experiment and try and you learn more yeah for sure for yeah. sure so what do you what do, so how, what did you do i mean as far as like um your career wise yeah so i'm a physical therapy assistant um so i went to santa barbara city college and then I transferred to Chico before I figured out what I was doing. And then I went to PTA school. So now I'm a PTA. So 
same thing that you were kind of talking about with your job. I love it. It's great. I love working with people. I love helping them. But it's hard to, I can't grow from here much, which actually that's a lie. If I wanted to specialize in something, I could specialize. But um, if I wanted to be a PT, I would have to start over again. Mm. So everything after five years is null and void. So you have to get a doctorate degree to be a PT. And they told me this when I was a PTA, but I was 22. I was like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, in three years, you're like, shit, I would like to move forward. Um, but yeah, so I'd have to start from the beginning. So I definitely want to get a side hustle. I'm trying to figure out, just like just like you're exploring, I definitely want to get a side hustle and try to figure out not just to make money, but just other avenues of of interest and to spark growth in your brain and in your life. Because, you know just because you have a good job, sometimes it could be a little redundant. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So you could be good at what you do, love what you do, but year by year may feel kind of the same. So you do want to start new projects and have different forms of growth for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I'm seeing is that when, when we have a nine to five that we're going to every day commute, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a, a, a loop, you know what I mean? A repeat and you don't get to, you don't necessarily get to make connections that can take you other places. Mm-hmm. And you lose the creative side of your brain too. Yeah. Cause basically you're on a to-do list constantly. Yeah. So that's, what's so interesting is I'm a, I work, 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 work. And I finally actually took time off for the first time in like four and a half months. And it was so powerful for me. I'm like, I need to do this more often. Cause your brain does. It's like, get ready for work, get in the car, go to work. And you get on the like mechanical side where you're just, to do, to do. And you kind of lose your creative sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, that's what, that's what I'm going through right now. And so this has been a a really good outlet for me to it, like, you know, just focus on something and, and try to, to, to build it into something. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, it's given me something. I think it's probably more therapeutic for me than it is for everybody else. I was just about to say it's a form of therapy. And again, anything that you're enjoying a lot, then who cares? Yeah. Keep on doing. You're going to meet a whole bunch of different people. You're going to learn a lot and you know, maybe it'll pop off. Maybe it won't, but if you love doing it, then you're probably good at doing it too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what else? Uh, fuck on the dating on the dating spectrum, not even on the dating spectrum. I mean, you mentioned. Uh, I don't want to throw throw disco go ahead, go ahead. disco under under the bus, yeah. but man, that place is crazy. So again, I don't know if this is really necessarily my friend group, but definitely Discovery Bay is known for, it. and I think a little bit that's actually the older group. Yeah, um, you definitely hear about. It's pretty common. There's a lot of swingers in Discovery Bay. A lot of money, a lot of Botox, a lot of filler, mm-hmm. a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of swingers. Yeah, it's just the party lifestyle. I think a lot of people have a hard time. Sun's out. People are on boats. It's all about, you know, showing off your body. And I, I think Discovery Bay breeds what you were talking about. It's very hard to be in a monogamous relationship with Discovery Bay. I think a lot of relationships struggle. But so maybe that's how Discovery Bay kind of yeah. – that's how people adapted to make it work. They're like, you know, we like to have a good time and we do yeah, love yeah. each other, but I also love her. Yeah, I love and her I love too. Him. I got a lot of love for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> a little for her, a little for him. <laughs> I actually went to um, probably the biggest example of a typical Discovery Bay party last Memorial weekend. And I was like, oh, this is what people talk about. <laughs> Huge mansion, bunch of Botox filler, high heels, swinger city. I mean, everybody was like holding each other, making out. 
I was like, oh, this is what people talk about. I, I was kind of the fly on the wall. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I was really thinking how I was wondering how it plays out with like the husbands because the women were just kind of bouncing around to from guy to guy, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he seems to be cool with it. This is this is kind of interesting. It was kind of cool actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've heard so much about it, and I. You know, again, I don't think with my age group necessarily we're at that point, but maybe at that point they've been married for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, getting a little bored and spice it up, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's cheaper. It's cheaper to keep her. None of my friends are getting (laughs) married at this point, actually. (laughs) For being 30 years old and having a big friend group, I would say my sample of friends are not really getting married. No, no. Why not? They're just... Um, you know, I've been trying to figure that out because I had a roommate who was 24 and she was going to weddings like five every summer. And I'm like, interesting. My friend group, I'm 30. I'm the baby of the group, which to be honest with my high school friends is only like a year off. But most of my friends are in their 30s and 40s. And I don't know, maybe I just hang out with like more of a single crew probably because I'm, you know, yeah, more single. But I don't know. Most of my friends are traveling. One friend just went to Costa Rica to do yoga. Other friends just, you know, move to the city. I think my friends are just living it up. They don't really necessarily believe in marriage or like you were saying, monogamy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the new kind of the new thing with my friend group. There are definitely a lot of people getting married for sure. Um, More of my friends are, (laughs) there's been a few that got pregnant, but not a lot married. No. So I remember uh, you were talking about you, you want kids in the family, right? I do. I do. I think I do. <laughs> you think you do. Sometimes you wonder. <laughs> when what you is, see your friends going through it and they have no sleep and their relationship's suffering, you're like, hmm, is this what I want? Yeah. But no, I, 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 that's actually something my whole entire life. I've Some people aren't sure if they want kids. I've always wanted kids, for two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I know, right? You're, 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 ready, happen, you're might, ready to go hard, huh? I might get none. So, <laughs> who knows? Oh, I'm sure you'll be, you'll do just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you stop looking, that's when that's when you find something. Yeah, I'm not really looking. Yeah. I'm usually not. That's probably more my problem. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know that side of you. I, I I just know the gym girl. <laughs> the gym girl. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what? Uh, how did you get to Discovery Bay? I mean. So I grew up in Discovery Bay. Well, actually, I grew up in Fremont till I was eight. We moved to Discovery Bay, and I thought it was the coolest place on this planet because Fremont was very, you know, it was low-key. I lived next to Mormons. We'd no. play in the street. It was pretty low-key. When we moved to Discovery Bay, my parents did not party, did not party. They weren't partiers at all. This is what I'm talking about with Discovery Bay. They moved to Discovery Bay. And my dad made friends with partiers. We were going on boats all the time, going to Orwood. I was like, what is this place? Yeah. I thought it was a magical, magical land. We were going <laughs> swimming all the time, tubing, bonfires at people's houses, um, but definitely a lot of drinking, yeah. a lot of drinking. And then my dad ended up leaving my mom. Um, but where was I going with that? So anyway, so I grew up in Discovery Bay, and then I went to Santa Barbara at Chico, and then I lived in Walnut Creek when I was looking to buy a house. Um, I was looking at Concord. I was looking at Martinez. The housing prices were so out of control. I was literally like thinking I was going to have to move to Texas or something. I'm <laughs> like, I can't live here. Every house that I would go to, I'm like, oh, this looks good on Zillow. And I'd pull into the neighborhood and I'm, I'm like, I'm in the hood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so one day someone posted about Discovery Bay and it was a three bedroom house on the water, $2,400 a month. 
And I told my roommate, I was like, oh my God, why didn't I think about Discovery Bay? I never thought I'd come back, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I wouldn't mind going back to Discovery Bay. So I looked for houses. And to be honest, I make decisions pretty quick. So one day I looked at three houses, picked the second one, made an offer, and that's the house I live in. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, so was this in the time when... 2016. Oh, so that wasn't... Three years ago. Yeah, it was three years ago. So that was not too... It was it wasn't 2010, 11, 12 when you were oh, getting able to got lucky. Woo, yeah. I would have got lucky. It wasn't the top of the market, but um definitely I think I actually overpaid sadly for my first house, but that's okay. Well fuck, you're you're 30 years old. I mean, you're doing good if you got your own house. Shoot. Fuck, I'm 45 and I I don't have shit. But that's not that's not the only sign of wealth. You know, in fact, right now it's more of a liability than an asset. I had to pay for a new dock. I have to pay for a new deck. I have to redo my floors. It's not making me money right now, but yes, long term it can. So yeah, but right now it's actually more probably draining my my income more than anything. Well, you have roommates too, so I mean that that I makes do. it a lot easier. I do. I'm lucky, and they do help me take care of my house. So I actually realized we had three girls in the beginning. We called it the cat house. And I realized there needs to be a fucking man in the house. You yeah. need to have a man in the house. So they fix stuff. They love to pressure. Men love pressure washing the deck. So they're yeah. always taking care of my deck. I'm like, please do that. But then they uh, they don't necessarily like clean the kitchen. So that's my job. But no, having roommates is beautiful. I, I'm not really a fan of living alone. And we work as a team. I have my dog. Um, one of the guys, Mike, is retired. So he takes care of my dog a lot of times during the day. No, it's beautiful. We're like a unit. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I prefer it. So, yeah, I, I, I know quite a few, well, not a, a lot, but I, I know some folks out there and I've met a lot of women online, you know, cause they'll, they'll, <laughs> that, that are from out there and they, uh, I guess since I'm close, they'll, they'll hit me up and I just like, yeah, I guess since I'm close. Oh, you're afraid of discovery bay people. Is that what I'm hearing? No, no, no. I just don't, <laughs> uh, I, we, we end up getting into discussions about how, how silly discovery bay is. That's yeah, it's well, a silly, interesting place. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's like a catch 22. I'm like madly in love with it. And I also am afraid of it at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> It could go two different ways for sure. Yeah. And, and I love the water. I mean, I, oh. I have jet skis and I've had a boat and you know, I'm, I'm all in about like camping and shit like that. Oh yeah. So it, I, I, I don't, and actually, I, I when I when I go, I launch from Discovery Bay. I don't go to Orwood because it gets so packed at Orwood, and they have that whole row of people that are sitting at the. Oh my at god! The bar. Remember when they used to have bleachers to watch people and make fun of them? No, I've never saw that. Oh yeah, there used to be bleachers where you could just sit and like have a drink and make fun of the people launching their boat. Apparently, yeah, that you know, That's and it, it makes it even worse too because you know they're watching you, so you you make mistakes. Because you're like, God damn oh, it. Oh, of course. You're <sighs> like, look away, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so, yeah. So I just skip that whole shit and just yeah. go to, I'll, I'll drive the extra 15 minutes to not have to deal with that. Yeah. The social part of Discovery Bay can be very dangerous, like the party lifestyle. But at the same time, growing up on the water is very, like today, I'm about to have friends over for a barbecue. It's beautiful. We might go swimming, you yeah, know, yeah. just lay out, have the music. It's, and my neighbors are super cool. My neighbors will probably come over. Um, it's very safe. I don't lock my doors ever. Wow. That's... Never lock my doors. I met the neighbor down the street and he said he lived there for 28 years and there was not one crime that had happened in our area, apparently. So it's, wow, that's cool. it's definitely pretty safe. So even though people are having a lot of sex, doing some drugs, drinking a lot, it's pretty peaceful other than that. 
Yeah, last time I was there, like I told you, I had to do that drone, uh, the the aerial photography. And oh yeah, photography on a on a listing out there. Yeah, and it it is quiet out there. I, and every time I go out there, I just I think to, I'm like, fuck, I wish I lived out here. But then I'm like, oh, I'd probably get in a hell of a lot of trouble if I lived out here. So I, I, I don't mean, want you to. Don't have to. Like, what if you're not going to the bars? Then if you have your jet skis, you take your jet skis out and just do water sports. I don't see what what's the problem with that. Because uh, I know myself. You know yourself. Yeah. You, you find the you I, find I the find riffraff trouble. as we call it. We call it the riffraff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's I, definitely a lot of riffraff. <laughs> I find I find trouble if if, if you could I'm sniff left it out. too long. You know what I mean? With nothing to do. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, then don't do it. You yeah. know yourself. But yeah. at the same time, I know a lot of people who just freaking love the water sports and go wake surfing every single weekend. They utilize Discovery Bay way more than I. I truly don't want to be on a boat every weekend. Yeah. To me, that's actually not my ideal weekend every weekend. Every once in a while it is fun, but to be trapped for you know six, seven hours on a boat isn't always my ideal situation. But there are people that love it and will do it every single weekend and they are living their best life. Yeah. For I, sure. My neighbor Cara, she's every single weekend wake surfing through the winter too. Yeah. Not every single weekend, but through the winter she will be wake surfing, taking the boat out going to uh, the yacht club, yeah, listening yeah. to their bands on Friday night and everybody hops back in her pontoon boat and comes back. <laughs> oh yeah. They have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, wake surfing is fun. I, I oh never, my God, that kills you. It's so good. Yeah. I, uh, I, the only thing when I had my boat, it didn't have, it was a, uh, one of those, uh, jet, like a Yamaha boat. So it didn't have the deep V and it didn't have all the, the other stuff. So the wake never got, big enough that you can actually have a wall to to mm-hmm. speed up and keep yourself going and so i never w- was able to get off of the rope and so and every time i did it just went i honestly haven't in a few years sadly and that's really embarrassing to say because i live in discovery bay but yeah it's a lot of fun it's a killer workout the thing about it is it's it's much better because wakeboarding when you fall you could hit hard yeah and there's times that i fell where people are pulling in the rope i'm like how do you know I was done? They're like, Oh, you're done. Like you fell hard. Um, and wake surfing, you just kind of, if you fall, you just kind of fall like a falling leaf. So you could definitely be more, you know, aggressive about what you try and you're not necessarily going to injure yourself as easily. So it's, it's a blast. Yeah. I, I made that mistake in, in, uh, wakeboarding. I watched a YouTube video before I went out. Big, (laughs) big, big mistake. Don't ever do that. And that's so funny. That's like watching porn and trying it out. Yeah. And so I, (laughs) I tried to jump the wake and I lawn darted right into the like doom at like 20 miles an hour. And oh. I think I got like a concussion or something, but yeah, I was done. I'm like, eh, eh, come get me. Oh yeah. We now. have a friend. We went, we, our family would always go houseboating. We had a friend from college that went with us and he fell the night before and he told us he was feeling kind of sick. And then the next day he went wakeboarding and he fell again and he started throwing up over the boat. We had to rush him to the hospital. He had bleeding in between his brain and his skull, Mm. was in the hospital for three days, had to be taken out of school for six months and had a headache for like a few years. Wow. So yeah, wakeboarding can be pretty intense. (laughs) Yeah. <sighs> what a- wow, we really got off topic. Well, if you guys yeah. want to learn about Discovery Bay, now you know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just yeah. Bored the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I dude, this this is this is really why I, I wanted you to to come and and do this because I like even though I didn't really know you that well, yeah, I could just tell you how to kill a, a killer personality. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, and so and that and that comes through on all these things. Oh, that's you know? sweet. And podcast- you could tell when I was sweating over the TRX that I had a good personality. No, no, when we were talking <laughs> <I'm> afterwards. <just> <laughs> 
<laughs> the TRS. You're like, I can tell. Yeah. I can just tell. She's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I can see that winning personality <laughs> right through those straps. <laughs> Look at how she's gripping Wednesday that. Wednesday was good, yeah? I was oh. supposed to go this morning. I'm a bad, bad girl. Did you go? No. No, I didn't go. No? No. Nah, well, I have all these podcasts that oh I'm trying God, to interview. Oh, my God. You're so busy. Yeah. All these interviews that I'm trying to cram in there. Get your ass in the gym. Uh, I'm doing. I was kidding. still no. I was. I was the, the the ab workout that we did. So remember how I did it I'm in the beginning. From it is that weird? Well, because you didn't oh, do you it did twice. It twice you did it twice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm still. I'm still sore right it's up in good, here. Good though. That's <sighs> good. Feel the burn. I hadn't gone in a month. It feels really good. But yeah, I definitely feel it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I can do that. But if when it comes to, I got to stay away from the fast food and the shitty the shitty eating. Well, yeah. yeah. Duh, don't go uh. to the fast food, sir. Well, you know, sometimes Chocolate it's hard. Donuts. It's hard. Chocolate it's hard. Donuts, you, know, you buy your, yeah, you know, you, it's time. Time, time is Get a, a salad to go from Safeway. Yeah. Rotisserie chicken. Yeah. All right. Well, you're making, you're, you're, <laughs> okay, I can't argue with you. I like to make excuses. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Uh, consistency. My, my biggest consistency is my inconsistency when it comes to diet. I mean, I can, I can go on runs where yeah. like, when I met you, I was on, that was like in the middle of my, of my run where I dropped like 35 pounds and yeah. I was looking, you know, skinny and, and, but to the point where I, I, I didn't feel right. Like I was too skinny. And sometimes you, that's the hard thing about losing weight is your energy levels are so low. I've dieted my whole life. Cause I'm, you know, my mom always dieted and I always followed her and yeah, you'll be at work and sometimes getting out of the chair is hard. Like if you're dieting too hard, you're like, I just don't want to live like this yeah, yeah. on the low energy. But definitely um, the problem with me is if I've been eating for too good for too long, then once I drink, I'm like, it's time to get down. Yeah. I just yeah. go hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, doing everything that you do. I mean, you're out of town. You're in Vegas. I mean, when I go to places like that, fuck that. I'm eating. I'm eating oh, everything. Oh, it was out of control. We had the queso. We had the guacamole. <laughs> we had the chips. One time, I ordered like three items. I ordered a tostada and a chili relleno. <laughs> oh yeah, we went hard. Yeah. Yeah, you got. But you, at the you same time, it was EDC, so I was running my ass off. We did eight point four miles the first day, eight point six the second, and eleven the third. So I think I burned it off. And that, I actually and, lost three pounds at EDC. And that's that, the Electronic Music Festival? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't want to hear that music for a while after that. But, yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, that's crazy because I was, was a raver intense. growing up. And, like, yeah. like back in the day when in San Francisco, the rave would be underground. You, under, so underground that you would get you would get a number, like a telephone number to call. What? And then you would get a, a meeting place. And then you would go, everybody would go meet at this one spot and then you would get taken from there to the actual, Ooh, I want to go Yeah, to the actual rave. And that's when they were really small. Then they I, got really bigger and it was, you couldn't do fun that when it's secret. Yeah. I mean, I'm just you kidding. Get? I actually went to an under underground uh, rave when I was 16 and I was disturbed for sure. I really? felt like I was like, my mom would be not very happy to have me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely felt dangerous, but, uh, Hey, check that off my list. Yeah, yeah, I, dude, I loved it, man. Dark it, it area was, in Oakland, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Oakland, great, the great place. Sixteen years old, yeah. <laughs> uh, down, what what area is that? Down like off of International. Who fucking knows? Yeah, definitely a long time ago, and I'm directionally impaired, so I have no idea where it was. It was just some type of warehouse. Yeah, we I uh, used to hang out with the guys that did Area 51 Productions, and. 
so I, I would go to all kinds of different ones and fuck man when i think about it now like i can't even picture myself as a raver now like with glow sticks on my feet and my hands you know, and just dancing just high on everybody ecstasy. wants to touch you that was my uh, thing about that one everyone's like lay down i'm like i don't you're random and you're sweaty I don't really <laughs> touch you. uh, yeah and everybody wants to like you know oh here experience this oh and, yeah i remember the vix vapor rubs oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were like rubbing ice cubes on your back i mean people did the we, we went hard back in the day yeah. <laughs> if you walked in on a party like that and you weren't involved you'd probably be a little disturbed but yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting time period. I think that's starting to phase out actually. You do? Like I mean, never mind. I just lied to you. I just went to EDC. I guess I'm thinking more like the underground rave type stuff. Oh yeah. And like yeah, yeah. ecstasy. Ecstasy isn't that popular anymore. No. At, mm, no, it's phasing out for sure. Well, it's Molly now, isn't it? Or is that something different? Now it's Molly. Which is very similar. I mean, one just had a lot more shit in it. So, you know, you yeah. just get a little uppers with them. But yes, Molly is popular but not definitely not as much i don't think remember the hyphy movement in the bay area no oh my gosh no well see back in the day when i was doing it so that was like late 2000 like mid 90s late 2000 i was selling ecstasy i was selling coke ghb okay all the all the club drugs because my my days would be so sunday no no, no. monday was the only day i was off and I would go to a club. No one's getting high on a Monday. No, no, no clubs are open. Oh, okay. <laughs> except for the strip clubs. But you know what I mean? I would go to the clubs and end up at the strip club. And because that's where, if I wasn't making any money there, then oh, I know yeah. I would be able to make money at the strip club. Definitely. You know, definitely. And that would, that was my week. And I got one day off. So definitely. I can't believe you don't remember the hyphy movement in no. the Bay Area. So you don't remember Keith the Sneak, all the Bay Area movement, uh, music? E40, Keith the Sneak. Well, I remember, I, I remember E40. Oh, but. my God. There was like a whole hyphy movement, and it was all about doing ecstasy. And to be honest, I'm not proud of this, but my first boyfriend in high school um, was the biggest drug dealer in our area. <laughs> and he distributed – there was like five other people working under him. And definitely, they were selling ecstasy like mad, getting pills for like two bucks in Oakland and selling them for ten fifteen, And it was it was – it was insane. How cute is this though? Hmm. My friends and I made a rule in high school and I'm actually kind of proud of myself, even though I obviously partook and whatever. We made a rule. We wouldn't do it more than once every two months. We wouldn't do over two pills and we wouldn't do it past two in the morning. Isn't that kind of cute as a high schooler to make rules like that? Yeah, that's that's so ambitious. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, we would we would literally when I would come down from, from Sacramento and we were, we were partying, right. And going to 10, 15 Folsom and to end up and just doing the whole, the whole circuit yeah. all weekend. I mean, we would be fucked up. Like that stuff can really mess with your brain. Oh, it, it was so, it was so crazy. Done, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we would roll hard for three days straight oh, GHB because GHB, when you mix it with, when you take it, when you're coming down off of ecstasy, kicks it back in. And so you wanted it to come back. Sometimes you just want it to go, you know, yeah, go well, away, be normal. We're not, we're still in the city. We still, oh, we, you gotcha. know what I mean? we still, still have, gotcha, gotcha, we gotcha. still have, you know, Oh, we got to go to Ugh. this, this club still, you know, at this time God. it was, a, yeah. Those memories of those come downs are not favorable at all. Oh, dude, <laughs> I, I would miss that at all. No, there would be times when I would uh, just be sitting on the couch and I had slept a little bit. You can't really get too much sleep, and you're coming talk down. Talk in your sleep? You talk in your sleep? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember you talking in my that? sleep. Oh, 
yeah, people would definitely talk in their sleep more. Um, I would, uh, I would want my, my, my emotions would be fucking off for like, like oh, weeks. Yeah. And so I would like a Hallmark Kurt commercial would come on and, and I just start bawling for no reason. Oh God. Yeah. I remember we couldn't eat uh taco bell we could barely chew the tacos and i was supposed to go on a ski trip with my dad and i had to cancel and i just cried with my friend i was like this is horrible i hate myself <laughs> i <laughs> can was, see that it was definitely a dark dark time and then after two we're weeks such like, losers yeah exactly we're like what are we doing with our life this yeah. is not right my mouth is cut up <laughs> about two hours of sleep i'm sorry dad i've been chewing you. on the same piece of gum for nine hours and it's, it's disintegrating in my mouth <laughs> And then two weeks later, you're like, ah, I'm normal again. Yeah, right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I do definitely feel like, yeah, that was definitely a hard job. Probably. I'm glad that's phasing out. Yeah, I have a, oh, I have a story. Oh, tell me. Um, okay, so it was Halloween, and I, I want to say probably late 90s. And that's our, when things were going real hard, huh? 90s were pretty oh, heavy yeah. with drugs, huh? Yeah, well, that's when all the club shit was happening, you know? And the, that's, wasn't it like beginning of the 90s is when meth? Got popular because everyone did coke and they're like, this is too expensive. And then yeah, meth came, meth in came out. Yeah. And it, well, at first it was the, it was a crank. The bikers were What's making the difference. Uh, just the way that it was made. And it's a is lot one dirtier. Harder? Crank is dirtier? crank is the dirtier shit. Sounds dirty. Like, like they both sound dirty. Well, I don't know. Yeah. They're, it, they're horrible drugs for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was addicted to, that was my drug of choice, which brought me down. Um, but the crank was the the biker version. Uh, they call it P two P. Just it's just the way it was made, mm-hmm. and it's a weight loss gym. It was just fucking nasty stuff. Like you would snort a line, and you could literally three days later, I'd there'd be like a piece of it stuck in there that I get a whiff, and like which, uh, oh my god, it, it's horrible. Um, oh, the the crystals way better. I mean not. If, 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 if you're going to have to do something, I would, it. yeah, I would, I would much rather do the crystal than, than the I'm nasty I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of friends that are in their forties and if none of my friends in their thirties ever did meth, cause by that point it was very clear that it was probably not a drug that you should touch. But all my friends that are a little bit older, if you partied in the nineties, it was very common that it was more of just a regular party drug. Now it's known to be like you understand you might be on the streets at some point or, you know, ruining your life. But back in the 90s, it was pretty popular. Like, oh, you don't want to do coke? It's a little bit cheaper and it lasts longer. And everyone's like, sweet. Guess how guess how young I was when I first when I first took math. Ooh, 14. Close. About 15. Okay. And the reason why I did it is because all of all my friends and everybody that I knew around me was doing this stuff, but nobody was letting me try it because I was the youngest. Nobody wanted to be responsible for giving like it to you're me. You're so productive, you guys. You're moving so fast. <laughs> yeah, no. I, <laughs> they were all secretive and doing shit, and you know what I mean, and trying to to hide it. And I was like, God, why can't I? You know, and uh, I was, I just, I just want to try, and no one would let me try. And yeah, you can't play with that fire. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what ended up happening and oh, was uh, my 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 dad had had married. Uh, well, I guess he was cheating on my mom with with uh, this neighbor down the street, and oh. ended up marrying her. And her sister was was bad news. Both of the sisters were bad news, you know, because they were doing meth, and you know, the stoners, you know, back in the days, well, you know, there were stoners where the chicks would feather their hair and roll around in lowriders and Monte Carlos, and and okay, I just see stoners as potheads, so. 
Yeah, no, no. They, they, in Panol, they were a little bit different. They were like tweakers and you know doing oh. doing doing that kind of stuff. The yeah. the, the biker dope and the biker dope. Yeah, okay. and she, I got it from her. And Bad. yeah, and then I was Bad. off. I was off to the races. Off to the races. There, for some reason, well, I, I've actually heard from a lot of people that it is really fucking amazing. Obviously, at first, it just can go downhill pretty quick. But people say. They feel, felt the best that they've ever felt in their life at that time period. It's just the fact that then you're chasing the high, but the sex, very, very addicting. The sex, yeah, yeah. That's for oh, me. Man. Yeah, too the, much. I'm sure you could go forever. Well, no, well, so here it is. It's not. You can't. You can't. You can't really. Once you first get high, unless unless I, I know some people that have slammed it, and like shot it intravenously, oh. and and I guess that gives you a rush to where you can. You know what I mean? Perform, but when you smoke it, I I couldn't. It was almost like coke dick. I couldn't. You know what I mean? I wasn't so interested. Then what do you mean the sex? You're saying when you're coming it? down. Oh, the come okay. down. All right. So for an addict, I guess for or for me, the, since I used it so much, that the come down, I would I would be able to go for fucking hours. And the girl enjoyed it. Probably not. Well, if the if the, if the, if, the, if, the, if, the if the other one was at the same point that you oh, were, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You know, then okay. then it worked out. I'm guessing both parties were involved usually. Yeah. Well, I mean, not it, always. Not well, not always. Like I remember, I would, I had a, uh, I I hung out in Chico quite a bit. Yeah. I had friends that Chico definitely has a lot of that going on. Yeah, and I would actually take it up there. Uh, and sell it off in like fucking in twenty dollar bags to all the the students that were cramming during oh my finals. Gosh, no. Yeah, well, that was back then. Yeah, uh, of course. When every you know, but dude, they got Adderall now. Everybody's on fucking Adderall. That's speed. A little different, but yeah, very yeah, very similar. <laughs> the dosages are probably different. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's legal speed. Yes, really, yes, yes. You know, and I got sidetracked. The story I was going to tell you. Um, so, anyways, it was a uh, it was. Halloween, we'd all gotten together. Oh, wow, to- yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'd all gotten together and we all went out, went to a club. I'd started with, you know, GHB, some Coke. Okay. And Good foundation. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going. I don't, I didn't really like to, mi- I didn't. I don't like to mix things because that's when trouble, trouble happens when you're dealing with hardcore drugs, especially like GHB, when you start mixing alcohol with it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So I was the same. Yeah, well, it puts you into uh, respiratory failure because it's a depressant, and that this yes. really depresses your 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 nervous system. Yes. Um. So I always try to make a habit of of not mixing my drugs. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, but this night was a little bit different. It got kind of crazy. I would. So I got to the club. Took so, took. I think two. I took one one hit of ecstasy, and then throughout the night, I took another one. Took some more uh, GHB, probably did a little bit more coke. Went back to the after party, and then that's where shit just got crazy because we were in a room. Bottle of of alcohol was going around. I think I took a swig of that, um, and then I went into the bathroom, and one of the girls goes, "Here, here's a here's another hit," and she and I went to take. She thought, "No, do it the other way," and so she went, put it in my ass. It's so because that's where all your nerve endings are. Have you ever? Have you ever dropped? No, I've heard about that. Okay, well, I've done it before when I wasn't that fucked up, 
And yeah, you fucking get floored fast. Wait, so she gave you a hit of what? Ecstasy, like a gel, like a gel cap. Oh, and you didn't poop it out. No, I didn't. Did it make I, your butt tingly. I don't remember anything. So, <laughs> so after after I I I dropped it that way, I don't remember anything. And when I woke up, I I was in I was in a room and just something felt off, and I got up. And they told me, they're like, dude, you were like foaming at the mouth. And I'm like, oh, so I was overdosing. And you just sort of like just threw me into a room. Oh. I'm like, I guess I'm lucky I'm still here. I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I don't. And I have a lot of stories like that to where I should have been dead and I'm not. Um, I could be resilient. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And I'm, I'm like. Well, I got over it quick. Because... So they're just like, ugh, gross. This guy's filming at the mouth. Put him in the room. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> him sleep him. He'll, he'll sleep it off. Embarrassing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the nerve of him. We invite him over to our house to party with us. This is embarrassing. Yeah, and he has the nerve to just go and overdose on uh, and ruin the party. <laughs> We're not calling the ambulance. Put him in timeout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, anyways, the. The sad part about that story is I got over it real fast and I went and took a fucking another cap of GHB Jesus Christ. immediately. And that's how I, I was, man. I would do that. One, just a concoction. Yeah. Just I could. I wouldn't stop. I just would fucking the party. Just keep going. No, no, no. We got to keep going. Fuck it. You know? And so I kind of I kind of think that I was trying to kill myself, but not. Mm, you know you what I mean? Drowning. You didn't want to hear your own thoughts. It sounds like kind of. Oh, or no, I don't know. I just, I, I just think that I was too much of a coward to fucking actually do it. So I'm just gonna party my ass off and go balls to the wall. And if it happens, and, it happens. And if I don't make it, then I don't make it. Oh, yeah, at least, at least okay. I'm gonna have fun fucking doing it. And then, well, yeah, you have fun. The thing about it is, you have fun during and then after. Yeah. Drop real hard, yeah. Drop, well, drop, and that's probably the reason the cycle happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 all an illusion. Yeah. Even that whole lifestyle, you know, the strippers, the the drug dealing, all it's, a quick it's fix. all it's, it's a all quick an fix. illusion. It's a quick fix because yeah. it, it it's not real. Yeah, it, 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 you can't sustain it, and you can't keep it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So. Wow, we really went off on a tangent. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's just kind of how podcasting is. And yes. I prefer conversations like this that just kind of go wherever. Yeah. You know, and you you go here, you go there, we touch on this, touch on that. You yeah. Know, and it and it it just seems to me to be a, a more interesting way of doing it. Yeah. I don't like. I, have, did you listen to the one where I was reading off of something? Like, how many of them have so you I listened didn't think to? That you- I listened to all of them except for the one, the guy who had the divorce, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You didn't sound like you were reading. You told us you were reading. Yeah. But you didn't sound like you were reading. You just said, I wrote three pages. I'm going to see how long this lasts. And then when you were done, you're like, oh, this lasted about an hour. But it didn't sound at all like you were reading. Okay. I just, I don't. I don't like yeah, the, that structure. Like yeah, it just it's feels good to think about what you want to talk about maybe, but too much structure structure does definitely confine you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And just sort no, of but it was fine. Yeah. Right. You're starting off. You're starting off. You're getting warmed up. This is normal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's what I was kind of nervous today. I was like, I didn't really prepare anything. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about, but I thought that was better anyways. I'm like, I'll just kinda see where it goes. So what do you think so far? It's kind of fun. I kinda like it. Yeah. But who knows? I might hear myself speak and not enjoy it. Who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll enjoy my laugh, it. My laugh is a little much. I'm not yeah. going to like. 
Nah, you're you're fine. Um, <laughs> you'll enjoy it when you when you when I send you a screenshot of of the episode and how many downloads it is, and it ends up being a large number. You're like, oh fuck okay. yeah, I'm popular. I'm a podcaster now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I just found my side gig. This is what I do. <laughs> I'll be here every Saturday. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're at about an hour. Really? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Okay. Fifty-seven thirty-one. Cool. Cool. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've always wanted to do this, so I'm really honored that you invited me. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you uh, got a chance to experience it, and hopefully, you want to come back and do it again. I think I will. Well, that's good. You guys, you hear that? <laughs> I, 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 I got somebody to carry me now. <laughs> All right. Well, as uh, as always, you know, uh, take care out there. Figure it out. You know, stay 100. Figure it out. Yeah. That's that's all life is about. Is trying to figure <laughs> figure this shit out. All right. I had fun, guys. All right. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. And thank you to Stephanie for being a guest. I enjoyed the conversation and she will be coming back. So I'm looking forward to having her on future episodes. As always, if you got anything out of this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. That would help me out very much. Also, what would help me out is if you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this podcast or subscribing to this podcast, let them know, you know, tell a friend, you know, or uh, building a building a movement organically is the best way to do it. And the listenership by you spreading through your words and in your mouth to your friends or to people that, you know, you work with or wherever it is, that is one of the best ways to promote this thing. So if you have anything else that you'd like to say to me, you want to tell me I suck. You want to tell me I'm great. You want to tell me to go fuck off, whatever it is you want to say to me, you can do that. Uh, you can email me at nowhere to go, but up now at gmail.com. You can hit me on Facebook. My Facebook page is uh, Sean Dustin. My Instagram page is nowhere to go, but up now. My Twitter handle is at butt up now. My podcast page where you could actually go in and leave comments on each episode individually if you like. That is nowhere to go but up now dot dot com. And I'm also on uh, YouTube at nowhere to go but up. So as usual. I'll talk to you guys next week. Keep it 100. Stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise. <laughs>